everyone it's han you're listening to han talks first and oh wow just wow we got a lot to talk about today all good stuff we're gonna break down the new star wars teaser trailer and that's all we're gonna focus on in this episode so this is episode four the rise of skywalker teaser trailer breakdown whether you are here from watching my trailer reaction from YouTube, or if you're here from one of our social media accounts, or you just typed in Star Wars stuff on uh, Spotify, Apple, or whatever, and um, you're listening for the first time, welcome. And I want to go ahead and apologize real quick about the audio on this episode. I'm not in my studio today. I, I'm away, so I, but I just wanted to record this as soon as possible so that it was fresh on my mind um but i'm gonna do more videos once i get back home and the celebration just ended there was a lot there were so many good things to talk about but this episode is going to be strictly on um the teaser trailer so uh, i don't want to waste too much time i just kind of want to jump right into it so the trailer starts with uh, heavy breathing from Ray, and then it shows Ray on a desert planet again. So already, I want to talk about the heavy breathing and what that could mean. It it starts off heavy, but then it slows down into a calmer resting state, and so that could imply that she was um, doing something in full energy before we actually see her appear on, on the screen. Um, and what happens right after is we see Kylo's ship off in the distance coming towards her at a really fast speed. And the reason why I think, you know, she could have been doing something before is because she knows that the ship's coming towards her. She obviously knows it's Kylo. She knows that they're fighting, but... They also could be training. That's something to think about. I know that's kind of out there, but they could be training with each other. You know, in Last Jedi, we saw them kind of work together to fight those guards in the throne room. And kind of, I mean, if you think about it, Kylo's coming at her from a distance, and he has plenty of time to fire his weapons at her because she's not moving. He's, it's an easy target, so why doesn't he? Um, and then, of course, we see her ignite the lightsaber, and then she starts to run, try and catching pace with the ship that's moving towards her. And I just want to point out, Ray running through sand is pretty freaking awesome because <laughs> I'm sure most of you have experienced sand before, and... Aside from it being 
rough and irritating and getting everywhere. It's hard to run through sand, let alone just walk through sand because, you know, it, 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 it changes like when you put your weight onto it. And her running through sand is pretty impressive, I will say. But so she's catching pace with the ship. And as it approaches her from behind, she does an awesome force parkour flip over it. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was so happy. It, uh, it was just, I don't know. It, it reminded me of prequel Star Wars, you know, with all the acrobatics and stuff like that. And it was just, it was really cool to see. It was, it was some of those visuals that you expect to see when you're watching Star Wars or just a heavy action movie in general. Um, And on top of this uh, scene that we see, I want to point out just the way Rey looks. If you're watching it, she just... I mean, Daisy Ridley is a very beautiful girl and a very skinny girl, very fit. But I want to point out when you're watching The Last Jedi in comparison to Force Awakens and you're watching Daisy Ridley, her figure and her physique looks a lot different. And it's not just because of the training she went through in between those movies to become more fit, but she looked a little heavier in weight, like not just muscle, but in her face as well. And I thought that was a little weird um, it showed a, a hu- I thought there was a huge difference. And then watching this trailer and seeing what she looks like now, she looks more like The Force Awakens Rey. And it's not just because of her clothes, which are the same ones she wore in Force Awakens. But her face looks skinnier, her body looks skinnier. And I don't think that has anything to do with the character. I think that has to do with the direction of this project, since she looks so similar to Force Awakens. I believe it has something to do with the camera and the lenses because lenses on characters in movies makes a huge difference. And it, depending on what kind of, sorry about the noise, guys. Um, Depending on what lenses you use, it can change and add or take away weight from a character's face. So I think it has something to do with the direction. Um, I think J.J. is a better director than Ryan Johnson, definitely more experienced, so he probably knows how to, one, get the right angles, two, get the right lenses for the character that they're shooting. And the last thing I'll say about this scene is, since we open up with Daisy Ridley, and the focus of this this teaser is on Rey, I think we're finally going to get Rey back as our main character. She was introduced in The Force Awakens as such, and in The Last Jedi, she kind of disappeared. She, she wasn't the main character of The Last Jedi. I don't think anybody was the main character of The Last Jedi. It was equally told through different characters' point of views what was going on in that story. But I think why it didn't connect with me so much is because I couldn't follow any one particular person's journey. Therefore, I couldn't see where it was going to go. And it made me care less about this overall story. But it looks like we're finally getting Rey's story back. We're going to follow her through this adventure, and I think that's the way to do it. This this is Rey's story. And also, she fixed the lightsaber. It's repaired, right? Along with the fixed lightsaber, we, Kylo also fixed his mask. So 
a lot of people are saying it's a retcon of The Last Jedi. I don't think so. I think it may seem that way. People, of course, once the movie comes out, they're going to say that too. But I don't think that's intentional. I think it has something to do with the story that we're going to get, that JJ's going to tell us. But I don't think it's a retcon. But yes, the Anakin's lightsaber is back. My theory on it looking crackerly and unstable that I said a couple episodes ago obviously isn't true. It looks like it like it did, you know, back in the prequel days. It looks totally fine, like nothing ever happened. So let's talk about what planet she's on in this first cut. Um, a couple guesses from me are Jakku, Tatooine, or Lothal. Those are the three main planets or systems we have in the Star Wars canon universe that are all desert-like. I do believe that in this movie she's going to return to Jakku, since that's where her journey started. I do believe we're going to visit Tatooine, since that's where the whole Star Wars story started in general. Um, and it could be Lothal. Lothal was mainly seen in Rebels. It's a very Force-sensitive system. So... However, in this, I would say my main thought is it's Tatooine, the desert plains of Tatooine. Uh, I think it makes sense for her to go there. It's where both the Skywalkers are from. And, but I don't know. I could be wrong. But yeah, so that's the whole first scene we see in this trailer. And then the next scene we see is... A shot of, bear with me guys, I'm skimming through the trailer as I'm recording this. So the next shot we see is a nighttime setting, and we see a ship fly into frame, heading towards some kind of city. So a couple different theories here. I think the ship looks a very familiar to the one we saw in The Force Awakens. The, when we have the flashback scene of Rey as a, a little girl looking to the sky and seeing a ship fly away of the people that left her deserted on that planet. It looks very similar, so it could be related to that. I, I hope so, because we definitely need <laughs> some questions answered there. Um, which also leads into the fact that maybe Rey isn't a nobody. Maybe she does come from someone or something bigger than we think. So, and also the, the um, city that they're flying towards, it looks like it um, is a city built on an elevated structure, a uh, natural structure, but I want to throw this out there. It could also be underwater, and I'll get into why I think about that after we go through this whole, this whole trailer. After that, we see our first glimpse of Kylo Ren in a forest doing some uh, hand combat and uh, using his lightsaber. And so what's interesting is we see him without the mask. And then right after we see him repairing it. So I think that that's going to show, um, we're going to see a develop in his character throughout this film. I believe he'll start off without the mask, maybe halfway through he repairs it and then again becomes Kylo Ren because the mask is a symbolic 
representation of him being Kylo Ren. And I think with him without the mask, he's Ben Solo. When he's without the mask, he's, often, he's more often um, uh, called Ben. And when he has the mask on, people tend to call him Kylo more. So I think it's very symbolic, and I think him having his mask on is very important for this story. And then after that, we see Poe and Finn for the first time. They look great. They're in new outfits. Um, Poe doesn't have his... Uh... Well, Finn's not wearing Poe's jacket anymore. I'm kind of sad about that. Maybe they're having uh, some relationship issues because I've always shipped Storm Pilot since the beginning. And I still believe it's a thing, but he's not wearing his jacket anymore, so maybe they're having some problems. You know, maybe Poe is jealous of uh, his relationship with Rose and or Ray. You know, we got a, we got a lot of love um, triangles, squares, uh, pentagons going on in this, in this story, and I want to see one of them come true. I have to. It's very important to me. The next cut is BB-8 and his new friend Dio. Dio's, <laughs> Dio's pretty cute. Um, I don't, I like the design, but at the same time, it's like, it's kind of a reiteration of what we already had in BB-8. Regardless to say, I'm still going to buy the remote control when it comes out, because that's just who I am. But, uh, yeah, we got Dio. Um, he's also, uh, the singer of Black Sabbath. Um, just kidding. Okay. Um, then after that, we have my favorite shot in the trailer, and that's Lando Calrissian. He is back, and he looks great, and he looks so (laughs) happy to be there. Um, uh, In my trailer reaction, which you can watch on YouTube, I got very excited when I saw him. Even though I knew he was going to be in (laughs) the movie, it still made me really happy. What's really cool, I want to point out, some of you may have noticed, he's wearing the same outfit as um, younger Lando in the Solo movie. All right, and then after that, we have a well. We have the title, one of the title cards. I want to point out, but the cool thing about the title cards is it's the same. Uh, re, it's a reiteration of what the title cards we had in the Phantom Menace trailer back in 1999, and I think that's a perfect way to tie it in through in, through trailer representation. You know, where every legend or every story has a legend and the saga comes to an end. And The Phantom Menace was, you know, the saga begins and every story has a legend. Same iteration, just a little differently. So that's a good way to tie that in. After that title card, we see um, some speeders on this desert planet. And I think it reminds me a lot of Return of the Jedi, those speeders at Jabba's Palace. So I think that's another reason why we could be on the planet Tatooine. Because the speeders are similar to that in Return of the Jedi. Nice parallel there. And we see our first glimpse of C-3PO back. So happy to have him back. He didn't really have a big role in The Last Jedi, which was kind of disappointing. I wanted a little bit more from him. And he doesn't have the red arm anymore. So it looks like he's all repaired. Now we can recognize him, which is really nice. Again, sorry about the background noise, guys. I'm, I'm not in my studio today, so I can't just block that stuff out. 
Um, after that, we have a shot of somebody holding the medal from A New Hope, and it's the medal that was given to Han and Luke after destroying the Death Star. Remember, Chewie didn't get one, so it can't be Chewie's. Actually, what if this is Chewie holding the medallion and being like, now that they're gone, I can take it <laughs> and I can claim it as my own. Just kidding. Not Chewie. It's obviously female hands, so it's got to be Leia. Unless that's what Chewie's hands look like when he shaves, but I don't think we're going to get a shaven Wookiee in Star Wars Episode Nine. But if we do, that would be kind of cool too. I think it would uh, turn some people away, but maybe he... Maybe he just looks like Princess Leia with all of his hair shaved off. We don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But yeah, so I think it's Leia holding the medal. And we're f- I love this so much because we're finally going to get to show the mourning of Han Solo and or Luke Skywalker. But we missed that in The Last Jedi. They, and it, was, it wasn't really touched on. In the deleted scenes, you showed Luke having a moment mourning Han. But most importantly... Leia, she lost both of her boys, and I think that's really important to address, and I'm also really happy that we're going to see her in this. The next cut is her hugging Rey. She obviously has a strong connection with Rey, which I think will allude to her being part of their family, which hasn't been addressed yet, but yeah, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, she's, she's queen, and I'm so happy we get to see more of her in action in this episode. And then the final shot we see is the gang, the, the Holy Trinity, Ray, Poe, and Finn, and, you know, the droids and Chewbacca all on a, in a field overlooking the ocean and seeing the Death Star off in the distance suck, sunken into the ocean. I do not believe it's Starkiller Base because when that was destroyed it was in the middle of space not near any planets i don't believe it was the first death star because similar to star killer base it, it wasn't really near any planets i think it was near yavin but again i i don't see a, a big you know reason to go back there so i i believe it's death star 2 and i believe part of it crashed onto either Endor or Batu. Those are the two planets I think they could be on in this shot. And I it's really hard to guess here because it makes most sense to call it Endor. But I really want to say it's Batu because we know at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge the resting place of the Falcon lies on Batu, if I remember correctly. But so I think that's where they're going. I think Ray is going to go there. I mean, they're obviously going to go there. It looks like they were obviously looking for it. It's not like they were out on a walk and just like, oh look, Death Star. And the tour guide's like, all right, next up we'll see Pod Racers from. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. So yeah, and then after that, it cuts to black, and we hear Luke Skywalker's voiceover. No one's ever really gone. And then you hear <laughs> Emperor Palpatine's laugh.
really sound like that. It sounded a lot better, but <laughs> that was my um, my uh, my best uh, impression. But um, so that part of had me so excited that made the trailer for me. I think it top it definitely tops the Last Jedi trailer teaser, whatever. Um, it does not top the Force Awakens teaser, however, with the Chewie we're home. It follows a similar format, which I think is what a lot of us expected. But having that laugh in it made this for me, and it made me really excited. Because prior to this, I didn't know why I was hyped for this movie. Didn't know what to expect, where the story was going to go. I just knew I was going to watch it, and I was going to love it. But I had no reason to be excited, and it was bugging me. And now I know. Palpatine is back. I, well, at least that's what it alludes to. And we needed a threat. We needed a bigger threat. With Snoke dying and Kylo at the rule of the First Order, I'm sorry, but I'm not at all intimidated by Kylo Ren. And he is not a threat to me nor anybody. I mean, if, if Hux isn't even afraid of him, and he, the reason why Darth Vader was such a threat was because everyone on the team was so afraid of him. His, his advisors, his... Anyone who was under his command was afraid of him. No one is afraid of Kylo Ren. It's, that doesn't make him a threat. So I, I think that's great. I think we needed this. And that could be another reason why at the beginning of this trailer, I believe is an interesting theory, Ray and Kylo are both training together. Maybe they're both going to go after Palpatine. Because to back this up, then we get the title reveal, Star Wars... The Rise of Skywalker. Now, what does this mean? Could this mean redemption for Kylo Ren? When I first saw it, my first thought was, Rey's a Skywalker. That's what that means. And so it could be one of those two things. A lot of people are uh, claiming that Skywalker is going to become a title or an individual who is Force-sensitive. And I, I do not believe that at all. Uh, these people are backing this up by relating it to the Thrawn Alliances book, where, um, I'll get into that in a second, but I do not believe that is true, uh, because it doesn't make any sense. And a lot of people that are using that as their backup for this theory don't understand the book. So, in Thrawn Alliances, they, it's mostly about the excursions to the Outer Rim, the uncharted areas of the galaxy. Um, there's a lot going on in that story, but basically Vader and Thrawn are grouped together, and they, they're sent out by Emperor Palpatine to explore there. And... Um, the only way to navigate through the Outer Rim is by being accompanied by a Force-sensitive person, Jedi, whatever. And so the reason why is because it's uncharted. There's a lot of looming threats in that area. There's a lot of gravity mass shifts, so it's hard to navigate on a straight pass. And, and there's also, there's no space highways like there are in the charted territories. So you have ships and uh, 
animals and um, planets all coming from different directions at the same time. It's a very dangerous area. And so you have to travel with a force sensitive because you can't use technology or radar systems to navigate and identify these threats. You have to be able to have a force sensitive who can sense these things coming and navigate you through to get to where you need to go. And in the book, they since Darth Vader was the only one who could do it at the time, they called it skywalking. So it's a force power. It's not an individual. Skywalker is the individual. And Vader was the first to do it. That's why it was called skywalking. So I don't want people to get too hung up on that theory because I think they'll be disappointed. I really don't think that Skywalker is going to be the name of a person who's Force-sensitive, like how we had the Sith, the Jedi, and now it's going to be Skywalker. I think that's a, a really bad theory, and I think it's going to disappoint a lot of people. So I believe the rise of Skywalker is going to be Rey. That's what I want it to be. I think that makes the most sense, and it would really please me and make me happy because this is the Skywalker saga. As much as much as people hate that and they say we need stories outside of the Skywalker family because that's not there's so much more going on in the galaxy and blah 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 well that's what the episodes are that's why we have standalone stories so we can get outside of that material but episode 9 just get over it this is the last one we're talking about the Skywalkers Anakin Luke and I assume to be Rey and obviously Kylo I don't want Kylo to be redeemed. That's why I don't think The Rise of Skywalker will be about Kylo turning to the light. Um, I really hope it's Rey. I really do. Um, one other possibility is that um, you know she was either lied to by Kylo. Kylo knows that she's Luke's daughter or niece or something. Um, but she could also be a clone from Luke Skywalker's hand that was floating around in space. And regardless of what that is... I think she's going to look for answers, and the only answers are from the archives of the Empire lost in Death Star 2, which is where they're going at the end of the trailer. Um, last thing I want to say, the title, The Rise of Skywalker, I think it's a great title. I wasn't expecting it. Nobody was. I'm glad it didn't get leaked because I think it's the perfect title for this last episode of the saga. We, in um, the prequel trilogy, it was Revenge of the Sith. In the original trilogy, it was Return of the Jedi. And the last one is The Rise of Skywalker. Actually, I'm going to go through and I'm going to say all of them in order, every episode. So we have The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. So there you go, guys. That's my breakdown of the Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer. Man, I'm so excited for this episode. It's months away, but... If you want to check out my reaction, go check out on the YouTube page, Han Talks First. Please check out all the social medias. Use the hashtag Han Talks First if you want to get in touch or share your theories and or stories about Star Wars. 
I'm also giving away that book, Thrawn Alliances. And all you have to do to submit is um, just DM me or hit me up on social media and use the hashtag HauntTalksFirst and tell me your Star Wars story. It could be about anything. I want to hear, I want to share, I want to um, get to know you guys more. So thanks for listening and may the Force be with you.